0: Okay, mainline coil, artificial line coil, new armature lever, separate batteries, supplementaries, all new contrivances.
1: It's the 11th Street Telegram, your premier anachronistic news and entertainment program, coming to you from the offices of the 11th Street Telegraph Agency.
0: Blazanov well, then will speak in High voice. Keep speaking on in your low voice while Blazanov at the same time speaks highly. This, from this is English speaking by a low voice. Both messages at the same me, can't time come from the same office and different voltages once. and recorded elsewhere by instruments with appropriate sensitivities.
2: and we're live um my name is peter who are you and i'm nathan oh i like the enthusiasm hey i want to spring something on you nathan so we're talking about rogue one after we
1: start the recording yeah yep
2: i want to spring something on you um just i just a small ask for during this recording um you tend to have a flair with your language, where you say inappropriate words a lot, and I'm—I j- just want to ask that you would keep it clean just for this episode. That's the only I ask you I have worked. for the for the whole episode.
1: Just this okay. once, if you don't mind. I will agree to this. I will. Okay. I will agree. Okay. And
2: I mean, I hate to put that on you right at the top, and I know, I know, we're recording and stuff, but.
1: Just you only get it for an hour. Average. You only get one hour. One okay. clean hour.
2: Okay. Have it. Whatever. Whatever, man. You can't you can't hold back an F bomb. This is a family show.
1: You only yeah. get one hour for family.
2: That's right. Okay, so also, um, I didn't I didn't tell you this, but I've I've uh I've actually talked about Rogue One on this podcast before. So this is Rogue One Redux. Redux. Rogue One
1: Part two Part two Rogue Two? two. I guess Rogue 1.5. Because who think... did you talk to previously? Bill. Was this during your first screening, right after the first release? Yeah, yeah. Saw it in theaters.
2: Correct. Um, hopefully this is not too loud. What I did is I just uh, often when I talk about movies, I'll turn the movie on on my TV over there while it's playing. I'm gonna have to you stall for time. I can't I'm gonna... hear it, so it's okay. Yeah, but I can hear it. Okay. Well if you can Are you trying it...
1: to get sound from the movie?
2: No, I don't want any sound from it. Okay. okay. So twenty sixteen. Let's that was six years ago. This movie doesn't feel like it was six years ago.
1: It was a while ago.
2: Does it feel like that to you? It doesn't feel like that to me.
1: Uh, no, it it doesn't feel that long ago, but at the same time, there's been a lot of Star Wars stuff that has come out since then, so it yeah. feels old Star Wars wise. Yeah.
2: Um. Hang on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. It doesn't. I it just seems compact to me. Like even with all the Star Wars stuff out, um, twenty sixteen. If you'll remember... So this movie came out in December 2016. Do you remember what happened in November 2016?
1: (laughs) Yeah, we had an election, yeah. Oh, man. Pretty pretty interesting election here in the United States. Yeah. For our foreign listeners.
2: So maybe uh, ecstatic about it on the one hand, or maybe... Not ecstatic about it, on the other hand, yeah, um, it was it, the the box office did I have it pulled up? I thought I had it pulled up, maybe I don't um it was a weird time in the box office, too. where is it how so that... well, like look at these like look at the movies that were out, so it released number one in the box office
1: yeah hundred and everyone else
2: I think yeah 155 million Moana's holding on was there one week at a measly 12 million 12.7 million I don't I even six years ago I don't feel like I feel like if this box office was happening today, I don't feel like a movie like Office Christmas party would be number three in the box office. I just don't feel like that would happen anymore, right
1: I mean it's a it's a recent release for that time it's in its third week or second week third week it was number one or I'm sorry second and week it, yeah yeah it's it's in December, so it's by Christmas so
2: you think you think if that came out this Christmas it would still
1: I, just I like think people... so. There's I still can... a need for some raunchy comedies, I think.
2: But even in the six years since, I, I just feel like more people are streaming that kind of thing. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, you're...
1: we are in a different world now. Yeah,
2: I collateral. We also have beauty. The
1: Arrival and Doctor Strange. There's two other sci-fi stuff out Sh- there. Sure. Yeah.
2: Way down at eight and nine. I have no idea what Collateral Beauty is, and it's in at number four.
1: What is that? Neither movie? do I never saw
2: it oh it's a willie smith oh how the times have changed (laughs) oh how the fortunes have shifted that would not be number four in the box office this this december or maybe it would maybe people would go out of like sheer curiosity you know i don't don't remember that one at all i don't i have no idea looks like it has that looks like uh john cusack's face tiny face there is that ni- maybe nicole kidman i don't know who cares um manchester by the sea never saw it did you see la la land i, I liked la la land
1: i i haven't finished it i started watching and i never got back to it oh, okay yeah it's, it's it, fine it was pretty good for what i saw
2: look the same week we had a we had a will smith flick collateral beauty and then we had a mel gibson picture <laughs> hacksaw ridge I never How about saw that? <clears throat> okay anyway so and this came out the year after um force awakens the big like return to what you want in a star wars movie supposedly movie right the big mickey uh-huh. Mickey took over the Star Wars franchise and this is like I think at the time if I remember correctly it was like the plan was like one one uh big tie in trilogy movie one one off movie and then their plan was to do it sort of like one and one like one yes. like big trilogy and then next year and then they they followed that format with solo
1: they both have a subtitle of a Star Wars story.
2: Oh right. Yeah.
1: But that Solo was the last one to carry that. I think I don't know if Solo ruined it for everyone else. They're like, we're not going to do any more of these." But it, I was hoping for more.
2: If if it would have
1: if, if it, it would have Rogue One. Yeah, stuff. like the quality of Rogue
2: One is uh, watching this movie, like I think this is I watched it again last night. I think that was the only only the second time that I had watched it since it came out. Man, this is it's my favorite Star Wars movie, um, uh, maybe with the exception of of New Hope and Empire. Where like, I would agree. It's it's so good. it's really high.
1: It yeah. is really good. I think I don't I... rewatch things either, but yeah, I was, I was uh, watching it this week, and my kids came and they saw me watching, it and they're like, "What are you watching? You're watching Star Wars. You never rewatch anything." So they were kind of shocked too. Oh, I was like yeah, I'm get, getting prepared for this podcast and also for the new Andor series. so yeah. I thought it was good. I'm glad I definitely did the rewatch. It was uh, I'd forgotten how good it was.
2: It's so good, and the I maybe maybe I'm wrong to do this, but I like. I attribute all of the how high quality this movie is with um no that's not it with the guy what's his name he wrote um he wrote and directed Michael Clayton also um I don't know if you have it up Rogue One what's his name Oh Gilroy Yeah Tony Gilroy man the, the, Mike uh, I have uh, such a, my love for Michael Clayton, that movie is, it's one of, it's one of the most, as they say on the internet, slept on movies. It's so good. It's just so smart. Has like great action. Um, Clooney's great in it. Tilda Swinton, who I usually am not that fond of, is really good in it. Sydney. I
1: have seen it.
2: Oh man, it's so good, it's so good. But um, yeah, so- I think
1: Gilroy was brought in to do some reshoots or some reworks. There was a lot of reshoots of this movie. Like I don't oh, know if really? you noticed, but like the trailer, like more than half of the trailer, the original trailer, none of that. Those clips are in the movie. Oh, okay. They changed a lot. Apparently, like fifty percent of the movie. Whoa, pretty I- crazy. And for the movie to come out so clean the way it did, you didn't it didn't really seem jumbled or cut or spliced. They they did a really good job. Yeah,
2: yeah, and they because I know there's a lot of reshoots with Solo, and I think that movie it's clear that they reshot it and recut and like did a whole bunch of yeah.
1: Well, they also changed directors midstream too. Oof, yeah, that movie. That
2: movie, but sort of in retrospect, like how good Michael Clayton is, how good this is. I sort of kind of hate Bourne movies, but in retrospect now I think I might actually want to go back and like rewatch these Bourne movies, especially the one that he did, The Bourne Legacy, he wrote and directed.
1: Um I like the Bourne movies. I enjoy them.
2: I just I just feel like in in some ways they kind of ruined like they're fine in, in and of themselves but i feel like every action movie after that kind of leaned into the aesthetic of a born movie like all like i feel like at a certain point all the marvel movies sort of just adapted that kind of shooting style where it's just like super you wide can't shot. blame them
1: for that though
2: no no but um it it sort of taints the movie itself for me i don't know am i getting too too many s's is my mic too hot
1: no sounds all right all right
2: maybe it's just me um but yeah i i so maybe maybe i think gilroy yeah go Go ahead. ahead no you go i was gonna say i think
1: that i was gonna say gilroy i think he did uh do a lot of saving of this movie apparently I don't know what their early cut was, but he was called in. And I think his brother, too. I was reading some IMDb tips. Like, his brother an editor. And I think oh. on condition of him coming on to help uh, with the reshoots and the writing, like he's like, you have to hire my brother, too, to do the editing. <laughs> so those two, the Gilroy brothers.
2: The Gilroy boys came into the rescue. I didn't know that. that. Yeah, that's interesting. The what I noticed like right from the very start, I like how they gave the audience like these little, like these little clues about like, this is a star Wars movie, but it's, we're turning it on its head. Like from the very get go, because you see the, you see the like Lucasfilm or whatever. I think you see Lucasfilm, right? And then (laughs) instead of, it being, like, the usual fanfare that we hear. It's just that one, like, minor key, like, and then, boom, the thing's on the screen. Yeah, there's no
1: scroll. There's no text scroll. Maybe This is, like, the first and only, I think, that live action that doesn't include that.
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah.
1: And I Um, think there's no John Williams. I think that's part of the reason. I don't think John Williams was associated with it, so I think that's why they they felt they didn't couldn't go with the scroll maybe because you've got to have the john williams backs the score behind that so maybe that's that was some of the reasoning
2: yeah i liked i liked too how um i don't think every star wars movie starts with with a ship like with the long ship uh shot that we get in a new hope or whatever but um i maybe it was intentional or maybe it's just me reading into things, but like the first shot we see in this movie is that tiny ship. And then those, those lines and you're like, what are these lines? I can't make sense of what these lines are. And then it pulls out and it's the rings of the, of the planet that they're on. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah.
1: Having a ringed planet. That was cool seeing that. And, and even when they landed on the planet, seeing the rings up in the sky, that was pretty cool. Uh, look.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, I I uh, my my notes are like three points at the beginning, and then I got sucked into watching the movie
1: and stopped taking notes.
2: I was like this is really. I kept good. pausing
1: and te- taking notes. Oh, nice.
2: What else do you have? What else do you have on on your uh, uh, sheet?
1: The uh, the environments they use, especially on that first planet where they were landing, um, just like the black uh, black sand matched up with the green lushness i thought that was cool juxtaposition of those colors and then the black sandstroop the black troopers coming out of the ship those are we never seen those before those were really cool
2: yeah and they and the lighting there was like it was like that kind of lighting that you get either like just before or after like a really bad either tropical storm or like i'm in minnesota so yeah, it was a little like, hazy yeah it's like super it's like where the clouds are super dark but then there's still like bright sunlight coming in um mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was super cool
1: and capes you, the
2: yeah white capes and krennic stuff.
1: with his white cape flowing and
2: oh, well, all right so, so here here
1: is
2: here's the ben Mendelssohn corner what what why did we all collectively as a society decide that ben mendelson was like super cool like like he's fine and i think he does but and he's actually he's deceptively good in the things that he does like i think he's really good in this but he's not he there's so many things about him that i'm just like how why? Why is he famous? <laughs> like, yeah, like, I would
1: agree. Know. He like he was hot for a few years there, um, getting some pretty big roles. Like he was in uh, Captain Marvel. He was like the the scroll guy. Um, yeah.
2: Here, let's see. Let's look at his. Let's look at his filmography here. And and the thing I also appreciate about him being famous is I feel like I feel like he and i are part of the almost has a lisp club <laughs> just like like he's all right he's just on the edge of having a lisp i think do you know ready what you player mean? one he had a big role would you agree with that or am i making
1: that up uh he has a unique voice um but there's something about it. i don't know something. if i'd put it at a lisp, but yeah he's got a unique um s pronunciation
2: look at his look at his uh filmography here like we hit, dude. Dude was making like, like. He was in three movies in two thousand nine, two like, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. It really starts to kick off. Animal Kingdom. I don't know if you saw that. It's a um, pretty good crime TV movie. Series?
1: What's that? Is it TV series? No, no?
2: that was a that's a movie needle never saw trespass is that the no that's not what i was thinking of
1: nicholas we're gonna see a lot more of him yeah yeah i was gonna say we're gonna see more of him in his marvel stuff uh in secret invasion tv series
2: oh right
1: but but yeah we're not done with him
2: look at 2016 he did he was in slow west the uh, year before, UNA, whatever that was, never saw that. But Rogue One, and then he does Darkest Hour the next year, and I Am Heath Ledger the next year. Yeah, and there's your Ready Player One. And yeah, t- 2019, he's in Spider-Man. The, the thing I th- I saw him in was...
1: What is it called? Bloodline. And, uh, Robin Hood also. Bloodline? I don't know about that one. I don't remember that one. That's um, a TV show.
2: Yeah, Net- Netflix uh, TV drama crime uh, series. Kind of like sweaty, southern. Like uh, I think it takes place in um, The Keys, if I'm not mistaken. It's like lots of beach crime sweaty guys on a beach crime stuff
1: he plays that good role of just like seething like rage just under the just under the skin that just gets gets uh pokes its head out a few times like he'll blow up at somebody he plays a good bad guy i guess yeah yeah frustrated and, and... with his underlings
2: yeah like yeah yeah he plays Krennic really well i think just evil, like somebody, somebody, I don't know, somebody took this guy's lunch a whole lot as a kid or something. And just, is, is just like unhappy with everybody. Yeah. He's good. He's good. I think that that was one of the things that I noticed was just they, I think the actors in this really elevate the movie beyond what it could have been. Like, I think that's one of the thi- the problems that I have with the Star Wars TV shows is it's all of the for- performances, even though the actors are decent actors, I just feel like their performances are really flat. And it just kind of just doesn't, there's no, there's no like escalation or de-escalation. It, it, it all just kind of feels bland to me. But this movie does not feel bland to me. And I feel like this movie in some ways, like kind of set the tone for these other Star Wars shows. Like we got the quirky Android, um, you know, the one that's like breaking the Android stereotype. We got like similar uh, action scenes that we saw in like Boba Fett and stuff where it's in a, in a city and it's super crowded, but I feel like the action in this makes way more sense than some of the stuff i saw in uh boba fett what do you think yeah
1: the book of boba fett's yeah not very good i wouldn't put that up there as disney's best efforts
2: well i i feel like they what they maybe i'm wrong about this but like one of the things that uh, that they're using in these new in these new tv shows is, is that like the green screen that is also able to be seen by the actors i forget what that's yeah. called and that yeah. makes everything feel a certain way and i don't think they were using that technology i could be wrong but i
1: don't think they're no that i don't techn- think they had it for they didn't have it for this movie i think and the new and or tv series is supposedly the one of the first live action star wars tv series not to use it they'll be going back to oh good sets and everything so oh, good. that's why i have good i have some strong hope for that show
2: yeah, and, and Tony Gilroy's associated with it. I think he was going to be the showrunner, but then they but then he was like, "Well, I'll just write or direct some of it." Right? Is that what you heard?
1: I have not I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. The thing he is associated is,
2: with it. He yeah. The the thing I'm a little bummed in some ways about the Andor TV show is that it has to be a prequel by definition, right? yeah that just kind of bums me out a little like i i prequels are really hard to do well um and we already know the end point so uh, i don't know how do you feel about it
1: i i would agree with the the trepidation there but i think um since we know that all these characters came together for rogue one so we know that none of these other characters are going to be in it it's only going to be about Andor. like we're not going to have cameos by any of these characters because they're past didn't cross until rogue one so i think that gives me good hope because they won't feel like they need to drop some bread breadcrumbs and some little gotchas there and easter eggs at least to rogue one i mean there might be some other star wars references thrown in there but well, um
2: but they... they do
1: shoehorn themselves in by making a prequel but yeah i i have some it's not a normal prequel i don't think uh,
2: just to, uh, <laughs> i mean uh, they did make the mandalorian and then they made boba fett and then one could have made the same assumption that you just made oh this is the boba fett tv show we're not going to have to see the mandalorian in this i <laughs> think we're just like uh actually never mind the, everybody loves the mandalorian too much so we're just going to put it in like do, you don't think well, they're going to yeah but it?
1: that was this that was came after the mandalorian it wasn't a prequel
2: uh yeah i guess i guess i don't know i so all the I, characters I, knew each other but there was whole there was like wasn't there whole episodes of boba fett where he, where he
1: wasn't, wasn't even in the show yeah yeah in his own show, yes.
2: So, yes. just saying, there's precedent. We might, yeah, it might be but, like I wouldn't be upset with the with the cheer. What's the guy's name? Cheerit. Is that the the blind yes. swordsman guy? I mean, oh, he's man. great,
1: but I don't want to see him showing up. That would kind of ruin it, I think. But yeah, he's he's great.
2: But if he was in his own episode and wasn't interacting with Andor, that's what I'm saying. Ah,
1: uh, because could, they, I could I could get behind that.
2: They could do the same thing, right? They show they could the paths before as long as they don't
1: cross paths
2: yeah yeah um that but he
1: wasn't really uh i feel like well i don't know too much about andor but i feel like it's a rebel story mostly like showing how the rebels are coming together and sure it's not a rebel so i don't know if he would uh, be involved in that but i see where you're going
2: he those two like my favorite part of this movie i think honestly it's just their interaction yeah, it, is so and great. Shirt, yeah yeah the Bay's. relationship and oh, he always
1: has to protect them and stuff And i don't yeah, need luck i've got you
2: the the back and forth like oh see the force saved me no i saved you and then you know he's this skeptic he's always like you know, being skeptical about the force, and then he dies, and then he's, he's, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. Then he's muttering like the the mantra as he's like trudging yeah. out there with his big old, like that big cannon thing that he has. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, those, those two are good. And the restraint that they showed in this movie, what I like is that it it, the, the big end for each of these characters wasn't like, it wasn't like a Dragon Ball Z ending for for each of them, right? Like they didn't like implode didn't and drag kill him. like millions of people. It was just like the most dramatic thing that happens are like realistic dramatic things. Like he gets to the lever, he sacrifices his life to get to the lever, and then like yeah, they... it, yeah, and and like uh uh Bay's kills five or six other stormtroopers. It's not like, okay, I took here my final moment. I He shoots his cannon into a star destroyer or something. Like it, it, it was nice and contained and realistic. I thought.
1: And they each had their own going out. Like they weren't all massively killed in one big swoop. They each had their own time. They had their own lines. Um, yeah. They, uh, Usually unselfish, too, the way they did it, like K2SO, like saving them and destroying the blocking the door behind them. And uh, what yeah. a great, it it was what a good.
2: great uh character, K2SO, so good.
1: I, I, should yeah, have, Alan Tudyk did really good, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I should have said this at some point, but I'm real sick of Star Wars stuff, and for me to be this enthusiastic about this movie, it's like. Yeah, like that, no, I think that says something. Yeah.
1: It's a refreshing movie. It's not like others. It, they did a really good job of changing things up. Um it can I mean it's definitely a Star Wars movie. Um, it's got all the Star Wars stuff in there from X-wing fights and well the only thing it's missing is lightsaber battles. That was a kind of refreshing thing there was no jedis in this movie.
2: Yeah. Um, you get you get a nod to the Jedi stuff with Chirrut, right? Get, yeah, like here's and a, they talk
1: about the crystals and the did, Jedi temple on Jeddah.
2: Did you like? Yeah, how there's how no they, Jedi's, no no Jedi's. Yeah, did you like how they inc- incorporated that? Y- you know where they're drawing all that secret of the wills and kyber crystals yeah. and stuff from, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, like um, the the original it, screenplay, original name.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was George Lucas's first or whatever whatever iteration of the of the the plot that he did before it got all uh coagulated into like the the current plot of new hope yeah
1: yeah I like those throwbacks and those hints and nods that they put in there that it to a regular person they're like oh that's nice but to somebody who knows the lore they're like oh wow you, you yeah. don't need to know it to be able to appreciate it or but I like that they did that yeah nice. yeah it was a fun little Easter
2: egg Um, so the other thing that I thought about this movie as I was watching it is I feel like it, it, it sort of smartly remembers that like Star Wars is supposed to be analogous to other things like this. It feels like a World War Two movie. And I think they know that they're doing that, right? Like, and they're leaning into like the spy level stuff in World War Two, and they're it, and even the like the action scenes where there's like things exploding in this tiny little um, city. It feels more like some kind of action you'd see in Saving Private Ryan or something. Um, in a good way, yeah. It, I think that's what made me like it a lot
1: yeah the war scenes like they're trouncing through the jungle there on the uh planet and through the beaches and stuff i think yeah there's definitely some callbacks there to other actual wars yeah um and how troops would fight and hop out of troop carriers and there's planes flying overhead or x-wings yeah i think uh they did a good job of pulling the war stuff together
2: yeah um and Andor himself is, uh, not like, not like a, uh, uh, super good. He's not like he's exists in these gray levels. Right. Because we see him, one of the first things we see is him killing that dude. That was yeah. helping him with the intelligence. It's like,
1: whoa, cold-blooded killer. Yeah. He's, there's uh... no, uh,
2: there's no retconning that like you can't go you can't He did you not shoot first yeah like what would they do if they how would they do that they'd have to like cg a whole new character into the
1: scene and
2: have him like stab him in the gut and then like run away or something so
1: well he has that line later in the movie where he talks about when they're getting ready for their final battle to go off the scarf, like he's done things that he's not proud of he's he's saboteur assassin so the the rebel alliance is a a messy dirty thing and he's they've had to do some bad things to for the greater good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. D- do we want to yeah, a-
1: go ahead. Go ahead.
2: No, no, I was about to move on. Keep going.
1: Uh yeah, I was just going to say he's the I like that he's not a a true uh Good guy, I guess. He's got some gray areas, He's got some dark areas. He's got some conflicts. Um, he was in conflicting with killing off uh, a Galen UrsO. there. He's like, do we need to do this? He he follows orders to a certain extent, but then he did find that he needs to pull back, I guess, at some points and not follow orders and and be a human and think about the the repercussions, I guess, of doing such things. Yeah, I like that.
2: They, yeah. They they made a lot of the characters, a lot of the like quote unquote good guys, sort of like that too. Because Forrest Whitaker's character, what's his name? I always forget names. What's his? Saw uh, Guerrero. Oh, that's right, Saw Sarger- Yeah, because he, man, <laughs> like I was, I was eating while I was watching it, and when he takes, um, oh, what's the guy's name? When he takes, um. The pilot? Bodhi yeah. Yes. When he takes him and puts him in like with that tortures ten- him t- tentacle creature yeah. and then he's like your mind will not it's like oh my god that I don't I don't know why I was so grossed out by that by that tentacle creature. I don't know. I was eating like potatoes and vegetables. It wasn't like I was eating noodles calamari, yeah, or noodles or something. I was just like, Oh my <laughs> god, this is disgusting. Um but they made it, yeah, they made even, you know, uh Saw Guerrera is, you know, somewhat of a good guy, but but he's complicated too. Um
1: Yeah, he's an extremist, a zealot. Um and even the rebels kinda don't want to necessarily be associated with him. Um,
2: I, yeah. I would have I would have liked for them to incorporate a little bit of that like gray level stuff into some of the um imperial guys i feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna make these shades of gray with the good guys you might as well do it with the bad guys too and sort of show like maybe more humanity from krennic or something but um
1: yeah i I mean i I think we get glimpses of that i mean bodhi was he was an imperial, and then he tr- he turned. Um, yeah, and and Galen Erso also was working for the Empire and regretted making this Death Star. Um, in the the new trilogies, we get um, the stormtrooper turn good, so they they do sure. a little bit of that.
2: Yeah, but they're but they all remain, but they all remain kind of good, like like it would have. I guess I'm picturing like somebody who remains on the side of the imperial dudes and but still we show like why they would be motivated to do such a thing i don't know uh-huh. it, you want to hear some nitpicks i have
1: sure you, you want to go into that stuff now sure why not okay
2: or do you, you get other other motions uh, on the floor
1: what else do we got we can bounce around. I just got to note that Saw Gerrera. I think he was the first animated character to jump to live action. He was, oh, he was originally in um, Clone Wars.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Cartoon series, and he was also in Star Wars Rebels, the cartoon series. So that was cool seeing him um, yeah. live action.
2: I like how I like how he's like a lot of they. This movie is playing like with a, like a lot of these icons that pop up in star wars so saw Gerrera is like maybe a maybe kind of a bad guy but maybe kind of a good guy he's a father figure he has a respiratory problem he you know it's like all these little elements like peppered in and they like mix them up together for really good effect i think um and you yeah. know they do this the same thing with k2so it's like oh you're used to seeing uh, sort of doting C3PO who like quotes all the stats but here's the wisecracking version of that um there was some, there was some really good like the humor in this was like right on point too where she shoots um the droid that looks like him and then he says did you know that wasn't me
1: <laughs> yeah Great. their banter was pretty good yeah so it was great
2: and the um on, on the tv right now they're at the part where chariot um has his staff and he's like fighting everybody i think that's that actor i don't think it's a stunt double like it looks like
1: no yeah that's donnie when he's yeah he's martial artist he he knows his stuff
2: so good he's really good
1: yeah, yeah. he uh going back a little bit um what did you think of the time jump, where they they show the little girl? She runs off. She's inside the little safe tunnel. Saw Gerrera opens it up. Come with me. We've got an adventure. And then we time jump to. Um, does it go directly to her in the jail, or do we go first to Andor, Cassian? I forgot. Um, one of those two. I, I think, think maybe it- we jump to Cassian first, and then it's to her in the jail cell. It was a little yeah. confusing. Um, I don't know if it it worked really well. I would have appreciated more backstory there between Jin and saw, like seeing how all their adventures they went on maybe. but I, I understand why they did it. and for time reasons, like that that's not ne- necessarily relevant to the story. Um, yeah,
2: it could have been a function of the reshoots and stuff. yeah, So saw Guerrera, I do like the hard cut like after he says we have a long ride ahead of us. And then boom, mm-hmm. like hard cut to the title, which we've never seen in a Star Wars movie, like yeah. the title being, and I'm watching it right now. And then right after the, the title, we see her in her prison cell. Um, okay. And that and that like weird alien um, creature is snoring in her prison cell.
1: Yeah, the first time I saw that I'm like, I didn't realize necessarily that that was her. Uh, took yeah. me a few beats and I guess that's normal and you're supposed to be a little confused for a while but i felt it could have been a better better transition
2: yeah i was definitely confused Uh, this this watch on the movie i i put a whole many more pieces together than i did the first time um like i didn't really they i didn't really put together who bodhi was at the first time like how they were talking about him and then they show him um i didn't put that together until this go around um yeah
1: the pilot defector
2: yeah it i agree with you it, it it's a little rough for sure the another thing like before that before that jump happens mads mickelson is talking to ben Mendelssohn, right like when his farm or whatever gets raided and then his wife runs away and daughter runs away and he's talking to like seven troopers there and ben mendelson they all he has no weapons they have what whatever six or seven guns yeah why did the wife jump in there <laughs> like what did she think was gonna happen did she she's clearly not like a like a rambo (laughs) like she has one pistol
1: she had one gun maybe she meant to take out uh krennic um and she did shoot him but she didn't kill him yeah she hit him um yeah i don't know she was it was kind of irrational but
2: yeah yeah i again again i like this movie we're in the nitpicking category right now i feel like a little bit it's just i for for a movie that's so smart that the the moments that are not that smart just stand out even more i think you know it's like the rest of it is like so good and so considered and then some of the stuff's just like why oh nope here she goes it's like we talked about this (laughs) you're
1: yeah you thought they would have had a plan I don't think that was the plan. I think she goes going off script.
2: Uh, yeah. So uh, the it just stood out to me. The uh, the biggest maybe the the biggest flaw I think this movie has as far as plot goes is the joystick controlled data center. <laughs> like like we're in the writers' room and we're like how do we make it how do we make it so like the data them retrieving data has like some kind of physical aspects like they can access other data without (laughs) with that like there's no precedent to have this physical thing climbing around it just seemed a little like all right fine you know it's
1: it's I didn't have a problem with that no no i liked the i don't know it made a good set piece they're having to climb it and
2: it, it does but it's just, and they have to
1: communicate through like over the radio like you no know, you have to go up and over to that kind of worked
2: i like i like the act of doing it it's just the concept doesn't hold up within the frame of the story very well i think
1: and I think they were trying to stick with 1970s technology maybe too. I don't know. Mm. Everything was not necessarily I mean like they still have no, all the true. information on one big huge disk. That's um,
2: that that's true. That's true. Like if we made this movie in the 70s we would be in the realm of like supercomputers that take up like entire
1: floors. Yeah, huge stuff. zip drives, floppy drives.
2: Yeah. No. Okay. I don't know. All right.
1: That's true. And they needed something physical to plug into the satellite up at the top, so like if they were just reading the information, they needed to be able to transport it too.
2: Yeah. No. I don't yeah. Know. Okay. I liked fair, it. Fair it enough. Fun. Fair enough. You. You. Maybe you've turned me around on that. Um. What else? I don't know. What? What did you? Anything not sit well with you?
1: The biggest thing has got to be the animated Tarkin. Oh it my either, god, who yes. doesn't. Work. Oh and it leans god. towards uncanny valley. It, it, it I don't it know. I I appreciate the boldness of them going for it like that and including him in the movie cuz he's very integral with the Death Star, but I don't know. Every time he was on the screen it just like pulled me out of the movie. I totally
2: agree. And like they got a whole they got an actress to play Mon Mothma and which yeah. Which didn't didn't take me out of the experience whatsoever. It was just like, oh, yeah. that's a really good likeness of Mon Mothma. Great. Now
1: we can move on. But yeah, um... I don't know <laughs> if they were like testing out the technology. Let's see if we can if we can do this and it's close enough. Let's go with it. Or they, if they, they always insisted gotta... <laughs> on including him, they always got
2: to make people's eyes move too much and like <laughs> like have like w- overly subtle uh, mouth movements. Like even when they show Leia at the very end, yes, hope or something. And then her mouth does like eight different movements. (laughs) We get (laughs) it. Yeah,
1: go
2: ahead. Having him
1: in the movie, like three or four scenes, I think kind of maybe ruins it when she's on screen. Um, Because you're like, we've seen the technology. We know it's coming. We're like, uh uh-oh, what is Leia's face going to look like? And then we see it. And it's not 100%. I mean, it's really close and it works in a video game if i'm playing a modern video game it's great but when you're with live action actors it it doesn't mesh very well
2: yeah, I, I agree yeah it it looks like there's like diablo cutscenes that it reminds me of just like that's my biggest
1: fault with the movie is the inclusion of the cgi characters
2: it's going to make the movie it's going to make the movie not age well for sure like that part
1: and I, I wonder think. if in 10, 20 years, a re-release, if they will clean those parts up and make them with more technology. That I would if be fix those. That would be The cool. special editions.
2: Yeah, yeah. If if they only touch that part. Like, I don't need... Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they've included a new character. In... I'm
1: sure they will they can't resist and they'll edit other stuff, now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um...
2: Uh, We haven't talked at all about what is the character's name, the main character Cassian Jin 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 or so. I would say she's more the main character than um, Cassian. I guess we haven't talked about Cassian too much either.
1: Uh, yeah, they're they're both pretty equal. Um, I I don't know if I am sold on her. um her joining the rebels i guess her her reasons her speeches i mean i liked by the end of the movie i appreciated her more but at the beginning i was um not necessarily buying into her her story of of joining the rebels and seeing her dad and her mission i guess but
2: i i like felicity jones who plays her i i feel like maybe they could have given her more stuff to do somehow or something
1: she i expected a more breakout since then she hasn't done very much
2: no she was in 2016 she was in uh five movie or four movies collide monster calls inferno this um she was in amazing spider-man 2 i don't remember
1: that's a minor I character i think oh okay
2: um
1: Theory and then... that everything was a big character I never saw that. She played Stephen Hawking's wife. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Um, on the Basis of Sex, she played in 2018.
1: I oh. haven't seen that one.
2: I didn't know that that was a RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. I heard decent things about Aeronauts. Um, But yeah, some of this other stuff. Oh, she was in Midnight Sky. That movie was great. Now, you and I differed on that. You were like, "Enough of Clooney in the in the snow. I don't care." Right?
1: Who was she in that one?
2: She played his love interest. His, his adult daughter.
1: His adult daughter. That's right. But yeah, yeah. she barely had any scenes. In yeah. Borderland, is that Borderlands? Is that? <laughs> no. That's not that. No. I don't think so. Not like. She's not like Tiny Tina or whoever it is then Borderlands.
2: <laughs> I don't. Are they making a movie?
1: Yes, I think Eli Roth is directing it. Oh Lord!
2: I don't know. I don't think we need it. Um, I'm just. We don't you know. need anything. <laughs> We're gonna get it though. <laughs> it's true. Uh, what is it? A retired Irish paramilitary wit witnesses the fatal shooting of his pregnant wife. Oof. There you go, Mark Strong.
1: I like him; could be good. John Boyega, another Star Wars guy, in there.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, she was. Yeah, good. she hasn't yeah. done much. I expected more of her. I expected her this movie to blow up her career in a good way, but I don't yeah. think it happened. Yeah. The same with Cassian Um I expected more from Diego Luna. Um, He's already done so much, though he has but i guess maybe he's big in mexico like he's a big mexican actor Mm -hmm. like i was watching some special and uh, kathleen kennedy was talking about him and how great he was like he's been in 50 movies he's produced movies he's directed movies like yeah he's he's a big time but Oh, maybe right for Americans
2: well, maybe because the right after this he just made some strange choices right after this, he was in the remake of flatliners. <laughs> mm. Oh a standalone sequel and remake of the nineteen ninety film. Elliot Page, Diego Luna okay, not not bad. If Beale Street could talk was good. um, I never saw Berlin. I love you. I never saw A Rainy Day in New York. I never saw Wander Darkly. Oh, he was it in Trollhunters. He's not Hunters. much. He's in Super Pets. Maybe he was in something... Well, he was doing Narcos. Narcos is big in certain circles. I haven't watched That's it.
1: That's true. He was doing
2: Narcos. For...
1: And he's going to be in Andor for 20 episodes. so That'll keep him busy.
2: Yeah. Home movie, The Princess Bride fan-made recreation of the... That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um,
1: He's good. He's but yeah, good. we get a Hispanic leading man in a Star Wars movie. That's pretty cool. That's unique.
2: It is. I, but I feel like, along with Ben Mendelsohn, I mean, I... I am not somebody to judge another person's attractiveness. I'm not saying... I am the standard or anything, but he's just a unique looking person to be a leading man, I think. Like he's not Yeah, he's he's not Chris Pratt yeah. or whatever.
1: Yeah, he's not um that hero type or muscly or yeah, he's kind of scraggly and
2: I dig it. Maybe yeah. Adrian Brody ish. Yeah, yeah, a little Adrian Brody vibe going. Yeah yeah i i i remain cautious i don't want to say i'm optimistic about and the series and or i'm just purely cautious maybe i am cautiously optimistic i would be great if it was better i'm just down on the other on the other tv shows so
1: but yeah he's good i liked his accent and he was good he did a good job what
2: else did we miss what other high points did we miss um
1: that uh urso's ninja outfit her her disguise on uh scarf was pretty cool
2: oh yeah like her
1: mask and those two sticks that were coming out of her
2: i don't know what
1: what character she stole that off of but that outfit was really cool
2: yeah yeah the and just the eyes at one point that looked really
1: cool yeah yeah she like flips the mask up she can just see the eyes yeah it's pretty cool outfit it, um,
2: i'm watching the the scene is on right now where um krennic is talking to um cgi guy what was his name
1: Um uh, moth tarkin
2: yeah and it, it's cool to give the choice of put krennic all in white and then put his guards all in black like yeah it's it's a cool um juxtaposition
1: We don't get too many all white empire people they're all black reds grays well we have all the white except for stormtroopers yeah yeah Yeah. sorry stormtroopers all in
2: snow troopers yeah Yeah.
1: that's cool that he doesn't have normal white stormtroopers he's got the black ones
2: yeah um guard would have liked more mads mickelson would have liked more just like yeah he was kind of a one note and he's such a good actor. I would like to see more
1: somehow more of him. I would agree. They did yeah. have some of those flashbacks. Like, I guess maybe, I think one of them was on Coruscant where he was talking to Krennic about developing the stuff that Jin Erso had the memories of her dreams and stuff like that. So yeah. That's some flashbacks, but yeah, more would have been good.
2: It was, uh, the concept of the movie was pretty pretty smart, I think, too. Just like, it's this little pocket that was actually interesting about Star Wars to talk about, like, how did this port get built in? Why, you know, this one spot? It's crazy
1: they make a whole movie out of the one little plot detail from another and build it all in
2: terrifying uh, uh vader scene i like when i saw that in the theater that was that
1: was that like, was really yeah
2: that that's some of the best uh scary vader stuff
1: Yeah, Just coming really down that hallway good. and choking people out throwing them around the, stabbing them through the, the door
2: the thing that made my like stomach clench was the guy just thrown up against the ceiling and he's like clearly can't do anything he's just stiff it, like just kills him that way oh and yeah. and how it kind of follows the the data cell or whatever the plans from like guy to guy like one gets killed but he manages to throw it to the other guy and yeah the, the worst relays race ever and when i saw it the <laughs> yeah exactly and when i saw it the first time i didn't Obviously, I didn't know that they were going to immediately go into Leia's ship. Yeah, that was that That was a good reveal. It was a good reveal. I
1: and I didn't hours before.
2: Yeah, if if not immediately before, right?
1: Yeah, like he probably takes off after them. I don't know how many days it takes or hours to to catch up to him.
2: Yeah, I just for kicks, I started New Hope right after this. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I. I just wanted to see like that scene, th- like same hallways, boom, boom. Yeah. it Really good. Really, really good. Same
1: Costumes. Yeah. They did really good. Yeah. Well, what else do I
2: do? Oh, go. Yep. I was about to do that. Um, well, we've <laughs>
1: some other notes that I caught off of IMDb. Uh, Jin's father, Galen, is modeled after J. Robert Oppenheimer. father the atomic bomb both men share the same guilt factor of becoming an agent of death for building a map weapon of mass destruction
2: that again with the world i don't know how true
1: that is but i liked it
2: no it 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 tracks right because that's that same thing yeah that tracks and and again Um, it's it's, the best part of this movie is like the world war ii stuff i think like yeah
1: yes oh what else
2: oh god Um, yeah and watching watching the explosion happen and they're like running away from it like just that like slow build as they're oh, escaping on the planet. yeah oh yeah. man that that's a obviously a, a hiroshima type reference or analogy i guess but yeah. the the graphics of that part looked great too it's like uh
1: and the I top down thinking... view too was pretty cool where they're seeing explosion rise to them from the death star.
2: Yeah. ugh, brutal.
1: Another thing I didn't pick up the first time I watched it, but definitely saw it this time uh, or, or heard it. The death star travels in hyperspace.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm like, how, how does this huge thing get around? I, I didn't notice that the first time and it still doesn't make sense to me, but yeah, they mentioned it we don't see it happening but it's in dialogue that it it came out of hyperspace
2: yeah what i mean (laughs) it's space things don't have to be aerodynamic
1: no i know but the the amount of power the amount of energy to move that thing sure yeah i I thought that that part was jarring to me like really that huge thing (laughs) but i guess if it's got enough energy to blast a planet then it can get enough energy to travel yeah Maybe it yeah. uses the same kyber crystals that travel to get energy. Yeah. Uh what else? Um Diego Luna.
2: Time. Diego Luna's our age, by the way.
1: He looks better than I do.
2: 1979, December. Yeah, I think, I think it, we gave it a good little oh go ahead.
1: It G- won um a few awards, nothing big. It won the Saturn Award for Best Sci-Fi Film, Best Director, and Best Special Effects. But no, no big Academy Awards. I think it was nominated for like some special effects and stuff like that. It was nominated from like Kid Choice Awards, but nothing, no big, no, no Emmys, no. It, it's uh, it, Oscars.
2: In some ways, it's like it's. It, it, the understatedness of the movie is what works for me. And it, it yeah. probably also shoots itself in the foot to a certain degree. Like, because it's kind of understated, it's not going to, it's not going to get these, these big old awards, but I like, I, yeah, I just like it. It's
1: real good. Yeah. I want more of this grittiness, this, um, this cinematography type stuff with great space shots and great, space battles like or the even the battles on the planet were good
2: we haven't Um, talked about the director at all and the the director was gareth um, yeah gareth edwards who monsters he did a godzilla movie um he started out as a visual effects artist i saw some people saying like on on letterboxd they were like People who don't like the movie were like, well, yeah, it's clear the space battles look great. And then they were kind of like, blah, on other stuff, which I disagree with. But um,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think he did a good job. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I liked Monsters and uh, the Godzilla movie. They were pretty good. Um, This is the best of his, I think, out of all his stuff he's directed.
2: Factory Farmed, never saw it. Oh, it's a short film. He did Monsters, which I've never seen. I might go back and watch it, though. Godzilla, which I liked. Um, Rogue One, and then something called True Love next year with John David Washington. I like John David Washington. That could be good. Yeah. Sturbs he likes the Simpsons. sci-fi.
1: Yeah. That's his wheelhouse. He's sticking to it. Yeah. So yeah. is he involved in Andor?
2: No, it doesn't look like
1: it. Nothing for TV. No. Hmm. Just Gilroy. Yeah.
2: Get you gotta watch Michael Clayton. Everybody, all the three people listening to this, gotta go watch Michael Clayton. Except for I your... will
1: check it out too. I have Except not. For your kids, I like know. Clooney generally, so I'll check it out so good
2: all right well i think we did it nathan
1: it was a good chat
2: i think that's it the um what the ending of this podcast we always say one thing and it's a quote from deadwood because it's the whole telegram telegraph thing we end by saying stay by your apparatus there we go (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.